Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, 7th of May, and the market's sort of behaving itself. It's down 18 points. We were down 23 yesterday. Everything's gone a little bit floppy for the moment. Wall Street was down 218. Oil price was down 3.5% overnight, which doesn't help us, but it had a very good day yesterday. At the request of members, there are two things in the newsletter today you should look out for. One is a list of the markets and the top 50, the next 50, and how they've performed in the collapse and then the bounce and how far they've got to go up to get back to their highs. You'll find that in the newsletter today. It's quite a good table for scanning and finding stocks that have been sold hard and are perhaps good recovery plays. Uh, one of the things I've highlighted in the strategy section today is the list I've got of COVID-19 recovery plays, which are companies that have been directly affected, which we've tried to sort of pull out the stocks that should do the best as COVID-19 sentiment improves. I've called it the COVID-19 hurt locker. It's got stocks like Flight Center, IEL, Webjet, Star Entertainment, Sydney Airports, Car Sales, Aristocrat Leisure Crown Resorts and Qantas and that sort of thing. So that could be a good list to pick off if you're trying to play recovery. Another uh, resource I've stuck in the newsletter today at the request of a member, uh, someone was asking about exchange-traded funds and how they've gone in the correction. They, they don't actually do well or badly. Most just passively follow their underlying asset. Of course, they do what they say on the box. So there's nothing really to say about whether they've gone badly or well. But what they have done is not become an issue. There were concerns that the exchange-traded fund market, because it had got so big, would create a catastrophe should the market collapse that liquidity would dry up, everyone would be left high and dry. But it, it didn't. If anything, the integrity doubts have been swept aside with the way they performed. We didn't seem to get any great liquidity issues. And I'm fairly sure that they have contributed to the speed of the sell-off, which was quite unique. And I don't think any of us have seen that sort of speed of sell-off, down 38% in something like 20 days. And that may have been ETF-related. And the concern there is that selling begets selling with ETFs. If someone sells an ETF, then the next day the ETF selling underlying stocks, and then more people sell the ETF, and so it goes on. But no one's really made a fuss about that. But in the newsletter today, you'll find a great spreadsheet. It's a list of all the exchange-traded funds by asset class, and it has fabulous links in there to the websites of each ETF. Uh, we're in the middle of developing an education course, an online education course for you guys, for members. Uh, we are going to be selling it, though. Uh, and one of the sections is going to address ETF. So I've developed that spreadsheet for that section. But you can go in the newsletter today and get that spreadsheet. Otherwise, back to stocks and strategy. There are a few little stock bullet points this morning. One is the Commonwealth banks in the newspapers. They've got results on Wednesday and that they will have a level of provisioning, which will probably match similar sort of numbers that we've seen from ANZ and NAB uh, results next week. A uh, point about it is it, is that uh, it's, it's going to be hard for the CBA to have bad results. There's been so much pre-result analysis, uh, and this article is, is basically trying to quantify the provision. So uh, results on Wednesday from them, their quarterly results, they don't have a dividend, uh, not due to have a dividend. Uh, but it looks like it'll be pretty much in line with what everyone expects now. Macquarie more risky. They've got results tomorrow, but they should be okay. Well, they better be okay. We hold quite big holdings. We're overweight Macquarie. The CEO's been in the press quite recently, been quite upbeat. Bell's downgraded the stock yesterday. It's going a bit sideways on the charts. We'll see what it does uh, on results tomorrow. 
was quite interested in government talking about restarting or kickstarting the education industry, which is obviously an important export or import of uh, the Australian economy, worth $35 billion a year. They're talking about including charter flights and a quarantine protocol for international students. Either way, a good vibe for the education sector if the government can try and get involved and get it going again. The most obvious play there is IDP Education, code IEL. I've got a chart of it in the newsletter today. The uh, European Central Bank were out yesterday with a GDP forecast, which has made a few news wires. They expect GDP to fall a terrible 7.7% this year with 9% unemployment. You can focus on that, or you can focus on their 2021 GDP forecast, plus 6.1%. And I think that's a profile we're going to see with a, a lot of these numbers. If you focus too tightly on the negatives, and in particular overnight, the ADP employment number showed 20.236 million people in the US unemployed in the private sector. You can focus on that, but of course, a few months down the track, we're going to see a significant return to work, and we'll see millions of people employed during the, the week. So you can choose to focus on the gloom or the boom. I think the market's clearly got the boom in sight. Strategy summary at the moment. Uh, there's nothing to disturb our asset allocation or your asset allocation today. I think I'd be happy playing the stock market at the moment without fear of imminent collapse. I, th I still think we're in the middle of a long-term buying opportunity. Headlines in Australia are all good for restart. There's a cabinet meeting tomorrow. They're going to discuss staged returns to work by July and that will include social distancing, safe hygiene, staggering work start times to reduce public transport congestion, two teams tic-tac-toeing, a, a sensible return to work rather than a, an all-in. But it's all good news for the stock market. I've got a chart of the ASX 200 in the newsletter today. As you'll see, it's all a bit sideways at the moment. We're trading in a bit of a range. And have a look at the chart. The technical theory goes if we break up, then you buy, and if we break down, then you sell. And I've drawn two arbitrary uh, trading resistance and support lines in there. We'll see which one we break first, shall we? Anyway, I heard uh, one newswire this morning describing us as having a fragile rally. I'm not sure it's fragile, but there's no doubt it's not bulletproof, and we have to keep open minds. I saw, and you'll see in the newsletter, a chart of the new deaths attributed to COVID-19 in Australia and United States and China, and all the other countries as well. But it's interesting that China have seen their cases basically go to almost zero. Australia's gone that way as well. But the United States has seen the most cases. They've still got deaths, still at quite a high level, and their curve has flattened. It hasn't really fallen. The point I'm making is we need to be, the biggest risk to the market is a relapse. We need to keep looking over our shoulder, but it seems unlikely. They haven't relapsed in China, so why should the rest of us relapse? But I would just say, if you look at that curve, if we were, if Australia was the looking at the curve that the United States has got, I tell you, we wouldn't be coming out of lockdowns yet. And to me, there's a risk that the U.S. is going to come out of lockdowns too early. There are actually a couple of regions in the U.S. that have just recorded record cases, case numbers. And, uh, you know, Scott Morrison uh, wouldn't be telling us we're restarting for the foreseeable future. But Trump's saying people have to go back to their normal lives. And he, he's even implying in some of his uh, tweeting that deaths from COVID-19 are a price they'll just have to pay for getting back to work. 
bottom line is I'm not sure we can be confident that the US is going to do the right thing on the right time frame. There is a relapse risk. I'm sure we'll be fine, but rather than looking over our shoulder at the chances of a relapse, we should probably be staring straight at the US, who show every sign of potentially cocking it up. I'm not uh, going to do anything, or you shouldn't probably do anything in the stock market to affect that sort of negative view. Making predictions is not the game. Watching the herd is the game. At the moment, the herd don't seem to care about US or any other country coming out of lockdown too early. So we're not going to worry about it or do anything about it, but keep your eye on it. The US is the one country that could screw this up by coming out too early, and they seem to be coming out whilst their curve is flat but not dropping. Anyway, moving on. We're still playing oil-sensitive stocks. I still think we're in the middle of a long-term buying opportunity, although the price is down today. We're still playing the REITs. I see GMG with a Goodman Group with a update today, and the share price up 3%. That's quite good. But generally speaking, the sector's going a bit sideways at the moment. We may have gone a bit early. We've only really bought them in our income fund at the moment, but I do think it's a long-term trade. Bit of a yawn, really, at the moment. And finally, I've made a point about trade war irrelevance. Trump says he'll update us in a week if China is sticking to the phase one trade deal struck in January. He says China may or may not stick to the trade deal. I don't believe that against the the backdrop of COVID-19 economic numbers, where GDP is expected to fall 40% in the second quarter in the US, that the trade war really matters anymore. In 2019, it was potentially the issue that was going to burst the sentimental bubble of an overpriced US equity market. But that bubble's already burst, and the impact of COVID-19 is infinitely worse than trade war. And these trade war developments, therefore, I think are, or hope, are a side issue. And I'm trying to unlearn my irritation and annoyance and negativity when I hear trade war headlines. That was how we were conditioned in 2019. But in 2020, it's in the middle of COVID-19 recovery. It's not really that important. Who cares if GDP is down 40% or 41%? Anyway, so another sort of on hold day going a bit sideways. Let's see which way we break from here up or down. (laughs) 